Bob Varley had harassed me for a few years about wanting to do a show. Uh, Bob had done a cable access show when he lived in Massachusetts that was called World of Mickey, and it was everything you would expect a cable access show to be. And he wanted to do something like that with the Diz. Uh, at that time, we didn't have the resources, the technology, or the money uh, to do a video, a video production. So, you know, it was kind of out of the question. And then, you know, podcasting was becoming very popular. And Bob had come up, Bob wanted to do a podcast. And I said, you know, there's a lot of people out there doing it until we can come up with a, a, a good idea, an original idea of our own. Um, I don't want to do it. I remember sitting in Pete's office uh, over 10 years ago, just kind of brainstorming the, uh, the idea behind what we're going to do, even, even the name, the logo. And so just the, the term Diz Unplugged was uh, a way for people to take the site with them. We didn't have iPhones then. It was just iPods. So it was really trying to find a way where people can listen to us or get their Disney updates in their car or while they're working out and stuff like that. That's why it's called the Diz Unplugged. You take it out of your computer and you take it with you. I thought about it and I eventually said, okay, let me hire someone to do it. I just, I never wanted to be on mic, scared to death to be on mic. And so we tried to think of all these ways we can have a podcast without us. And for those of you who've been listening and watching since the beginning, you know we did this version where someone else was reading the scripts and we were writing stuff and we were recording them separate and they were being plugged in. And it was just awful. It was just atrocious. Uh, just the audience didn't, didn't respond to it. Pete says, well, we're going to stop doing that and we're going to start recording a show. And we're all going to be on the show and it's going to be in my house. And we're going to sit around a table and talk about Disney. And we came up with the roundtable format. And uh, the first episode was actually recorded in my dining room, uh, around my dining room table. So there's, a, there's an echo in the room. And there was also a lot of nervousness, too. I also remember thinking, oh, this is going to be great. You know, for the five people who are going to listen to us who we already know, you know, Pete's mom is going to listen to us. I thought there was no one listening. I thought we were just doing this for nobody. The first episode was one of the most nerve-wracking experiences of my life. I, I will never forget it. Scared to death from that first show, and then remembering when we started getting emails coming in, and it was just unreal that people were actually listening to us. And I remember we got an email from a man who was an overnight trucker in Scotland, and he told us that he listened to the show while he was delivering things overnight. And I thought that sounded very exotic, and I couldn't believe that there was someone in Scotland in the middle of the night listening to me talk about Disney. And I, you know, I listened back to that show, and I can hear how nervous we all are, but at the same time, I could really hear, because we all knew each other, we were all friends, and I can hear that, that comfort coming out of our voices, in, you know, talking to each other because we know each other and we're comfortable with each other and kind of ignoring the microphone. And that's just kind of, I think that for me, when I listen back to that first episode, that's the, that's the spark. That's the spark that kind of started it. And we realized that, Hey, we could do this. We didn't know how people were going to react to it, but we realized we could do this and that it was comfortable for us because we were basically just having conversations with people we were, we were good friends with already and we were just letting other people listen in. We were in California um, in November of 2006 
we were actually out recording the Dreams Unlimited Travel Trivia Challenge, which I'm still a little bit embarrassed about to this day because I was not comfortable on camera like I am now. Maybe even not now, but... And we recorded a show at the Del Coronado Hotel. Um, it was my very first. We did it in the hotel room with helicopters flying by and Bob Varley was there. So that's always a really fun memory for me. But that'd be my technically my first show. And then um, I started coming into the studio with the guys. I was the first woman on the Dis Unplugged. I did not know when I started with the company that I was going to be on the show. It was kind of a surprise to me when I... Um, Pete just said, oh yeah, by the way, you're going to be on the show. So it took me a couple of months, I think from July to October, to actually be at the table and have a speaking part. And it was scary as all hell. It was horrible because I was nervous. My voice was shaking. And I just remember being terrified every week that he was going to make me speak. But now I love it. After, after a couple of shows, you get used to it and you forget and then we went to video, and it was a whole other terrifying experience. But I love it now, and, you know, it's amazing. I can remember walking in the room and going, oh, my goodness, this is the podcast room. Like, oh, because, you know, that was the audio days. But I can remember listening to the podcast from the very first one they ever did. And for me to be here, it was like, you know, almost like a religious experience that I got to come to the podcast room. At the end of the day... I needed fans. I needed people who had the same passion that I did. And, you know, it's a kindred spirit thing. You, you, you can spot, when, you're, when you love something and you're into it and you know it, you can easily spot somebody else who's into it, knows it, and loves it the same way you do. Oh, I, I think everybody knows I live and breathe Disney. Disney has always been in my life. Disneyland is my, my magic place. I've never been to Disney before. I don't ever remember a time that it wasn't in my life. Um, my first movie in the theater was a Disney movie, Love Bug. It changed my life, and I don't mean to make that sound overly dramatic. You know, it's all about now helping others get here. I really want people to experience this place that I fell in love with. When my daughter went to move back to Pennsylvania, I'm like, Chrissy, you're leaving Disney. She goes, Mom, it's not all about Disney. But in my world, it is all about Disney, because if I'm not selling travel or talking about it on the podcast, you can always find me in a theme park. It's, it's I think, 13 years now, and it still hasn't gotten old. I, I don't know what I did before I found Disney. My great-grandmother used to live in Florida, and we would come to visit her every year, and we'd save up all of our cans and plastic bottles and all that and count them out and go to the recycling um, place in my town. And my mom always said we had to have $50 saved up and then we could go on a trip to Disney and we'd drive down and come visit Nana and then we would go to Disney for a day, Universal for a day. And so it's kind of always been there for me. Disney has just always been so important from the movies to then coming down to Walt Disney World on vacation uh, every other year for most of my childhood. It's just, it's always been there and it's, it's never going to go anywhere and nor would I want it to. It's been such an important part of my life and it's just, I, I would be truly unhappy without Disney. My parents originally got married in Florida and that's where uh, their love started and honestly it just their love became my love. When I moved to Florida to work for the Diz and I got to go to the park anytime I wanted to that's when it really kind of exploded for me and became 
the way of life. You take a look. You know, we may not all love the same things about Disney. There are different aspects of Disney that we all love, but it's all it's all passion. It's all raw passion, and all people who wanted to do something with that passion and never ever thought that they would be able to do it for a living. Pete took a chance on me when nobody was taking a chance on me and let me do what I love, which is uh, make videos. You know, he put a camera in my hand and a computer at my fingertips and has just kind of let me be as creative as I can. And he pushes me to do that more and more every day. And and uh, the, the audience, the listeners, the viewers, all of you, um, you know, your feedback and uh, all that stuff has just made me I don't know, reach further um, and do better and try and make some great stuff here. And I hope to keep doing that in the future. Honestly, every step of the way, I never thought I'd be where I am now. And even now I have to pinch myself sometimes. The list of things that I have gotten to experience through this podcast, I, I there's not enough time. Um, you know, really and truly through the podcast, I've seen the world. Um, I've been to London, Paris, all over Italy, uh, tr you know, sailed the Caribbean, Alaska, Hawaii, all over the United States, all through this show. Um, places I never thought or imagined I would ever, ever get to go. And some of them I've gotten to do more than once. And the people that I've met, um, you know, it's amazing when you... When you open yourself up to being authentic on a show like this, it's very vulnerable and kind of very scary. But the payoff for that is that this absolute amazing wave of wonderful people ends up coming into your life. My experience with the podcast has given me the opportunity to make great friends. Some, uh, most of my best friends at this point are people I've met through the show and through the Diz Unplugged, and through Dreams Unlimited Travel. The one thing I never expected from any of this was that I would get to go to as many places and meet the amount of people that I have. Working for the Diz Unplugged has definitely brought me in touch with people that I would have never met otherwise. Um, lots of single people, lots of married people, lots of families. I enjoy meeting everyone. At first it was super uncomfortable, um, because I never in my wildest dreams ever thought I would you know, be on a show like this where, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people know who you are and are interested in what you do. That's sort of uncomfortable to me. I never wanted to be a celebrity in Hollywood, much less like, you know, a podcaster. So that was weird to get over, especially when I was pregnant and people want to touch my belly I'd never known or to touch my baby, you know, like that's a little bit, was a little bit strange, but slowly I overcame that. And now I consider a lot of you guys, my friends, if not my family as well. So um, it's been a fun journey, and it's always been nice to be supported through all of the major life events that Corey and I have had. So thank you guys very much. I think my most memorable moments are the ones that it, it reminded me again of the power of our podcast, that people from around the world see us. I have friends now in different countries. It's made my world smaller because... It's made my world bigger and smaller at the same time because when I hear that something's happening in another part of the world, I think of the friends that I've met 
through the disc. The fact that I'm able to share this stuff with so many people, not just the people who work for me, but the people who, you know, take time out of their week to listen or watch, um, who let me come in, let us come into their homes, their cars, their places of business, uh, that blows me away. You know, just the just the community that has grown with this. I remember the 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 love that came when Bob passed away and when Julie mentioned that Ferris had Down syndrome and knowing that we had all these people, some that we've never met and some we've met several times now, just the just the love that came from something where just from something like a, a podcast. And it's really the community side of it. So memorable moments it's it's through ten years. It's the meets. It's the 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 love that comes from the community. It's the you know the podcast cruises. I can keep, I can go on and on, but we got to get our show started. None of these things were would ever have been a part of my life if not for this show. And it just goes to show you follow your heart, follow your heart, even when it doesn't make any sense, even when you think you can't. Um, it's amazing to find find out how you're really not limited by anything other than your own imagination. And if you can imagine it, you can do it. Walt said that, and you know what? I've lived it. I've lived it. It's pretty incredible to think that we've been doing this for 10 years. And like I said, you know, we never know where stuff is going to go. It's always sort of this, um, an idea comes up, and what's going to happen next? You know, we never thought the show would last. I never personally thought the show would last 10 years. I never in a million years thought we would go to video. Um, we were scared to go to video in the beginning, uh, and now it's just become such a part of our lives. Um, the idea that we're sort of taking it on the road now, you know, there's vlogs and there's stuff that we're doing remotely, and people call in remotely and do stuff. So I don't know where we're going. Uh, I do know that uh, wherever it is, I think it's going to be really cool, and that I think we're all sort of invested in it. We're willing to go along for the ride and see where the future brings us. If you had told me 10 years ago that this was going to last 10 years who i don't i guess i don't think that far ahead on things i'm doing now i never expected to be here 10 years later i never expected it's not that i ever thought this was going to fail it's this that i didn't have any expectation for it at all so the fact that it continues to grow and continues to entertain makes me very happy. We've gotten some really great emails from people, you know, that have gone through chemotherapy or have had surgery and listening to the show makes them laugh. And I think to myself, gosh, that's the highest compliment I can imagine. If we're helping you through something that's tough or some tough spot in your life, I am so honored to be part of that. That is just an amazing feeling. And the fact that we do this every week and raise money for Give Kids the World and we get to spend time with folks like you. It's just an amazing thing. So I'm always grateful. I'm always um, amazed that people come and see us. Uh, I never thought I would be in this position that people would come to see me or us, but it's a really, really great thing. And thank you. Just, you know, before we go, I want to thank everybody that I've been a part of the podcast for eight years, eight and a half years now. Um, it's truly been a blessing in my life. I look forward to the next however many years. Um, I picture myself as an 80-some-year-old woman, if Pete will still have me, out there because getting to meet all the people out there, you have no idea what it, it, it brings to me to be able to meet all you people. And 
I, I only hope we do more and better and more exciting things in the next 10 years. So see you at the 20th. So much fun, so much drama, so much love. And I am looking forward to the next eight, the next 16, the next 20 years for doing this. And I just want to thank Pete so much for the opportunity. And I love you, Pete. Uh, no telling where we're going to be in the future. We didn't have, like I said, we didn't have iPhones when we started doing this. So no telling was might be like virtual reality. We might be walking around the parks. You might have little virtual podcast members walking with you. Let's hope not. There's so many new things that we can do, uh, so many new people to reach, and I just want to make sure that uh, everything that we do in the future, we uh, we keep we keep making it just as good as it's always been, if not better, and we keep making people happy because at the end of the day. Uh, that's that's the best part of all of this. I wake up every day and come to work, and I honestly, I really do mean this. I've had amazing jobs in the past, but this is without a doubt the best thing I have ever done in my life. I absolutely love my job, and I know there's not many people out there that can say that. And I know we're celebrating 10 years, um, and I've only been here for a few of them, but... I look forward to the next 10. Honestly, bring them on. And I'll be here for all of them because I'm not going anywhere. I really do want to thank everybody over the last 10 years who've listened and watched our show, who's, who've come out and supported our events and, and sent gifts and cards and notes and emails of support. When Bob passed away, I, we always talk about that, the amazing outpouring of support that we got. Um... You, you've changed you've changed my life in ways that I really just can't express nor can I express my gratitude to you for that for letting me do this because you let me do this if you're not listening I've got nothing to do um, I never forget that and I don't let any of these guys forget it either um, we're here for you and we're here because of you so you have given me this amazing life that I never thought I would live so from the bottom of my heart thank you Thank you so much. That is the third time I have watched that, and every time he gets it. Give it up for Rhino. What a beautiful job he did. And in case you weren't aware, Rhino is hiding right there. <laughs> Sorry. That's where he is for every show. <laughs> He's my footrest. Um, well, thank you guys for, for coming. Um, I hope you have enjoyed this weekend. Um, we're going to tell you a little bit more about just how successful it was in a little bit. But before we get to that, um, normally at the beginning of one of these things, I will rattle off the names of um, our team. 
and even though you know all their names, on this particular occasion, I want to take a few minutes to do that. Um, I want to start with the newest member of our team. Uh, it is extremely difficult to get a job here, as some of you know. Um, and it's even more difficult to fit in with this group. It's an eclectic group. He fit in better and quicker than I think anyone that has come to join our team. He was just like a perfect, perfect fit. And he has brought so much in just a short time, so much energy and creativity into, into the studio and into what we're producing right now. And I am so happy to have him, Oliver Green. And I don't have this piece of paper because I don't know their names. Um, I'm terrified right now I'm going to forget somebody. <laughs> so I just had to jot some things down. Um, next, um, that video you just saw um, is something that, you know, I love when I can just say to any member of the team, uh, this is what I need. I need a video to play, because this was all the direction he got. I need a video to play at the beginning of our 10th anniversary show. And I said, you can do whatever you want. Because I trust him. There's a reason I trust him. His creativity is amazing. Every single thing he goes into, he just takes this different perspective. One I never would have thought of, and he makes something special out of it. I had no idea what I wanted for this. And then he showed me that. And at first I saw the length of it. And I'm like, no, nah, it's going to be too long. And then by the end of it, I said to him, don't change a thing. He's been a wonderful, wonderful addition to our team. Rhino Clavin. <laughs> Under extraordinary circumstances last October... Craig needed to step into a job that was defined and created by someone else. It's not easy to do. Especially not easy to do when that, that person, Dustin, was so popular and so much a part of our family. And to have it happen with almost no notice, very little notice, to step into that role and then have the challenge of making it, making it his own, not easy to do. This man works harder than anyone I've ever seen. He is incredible. And if you had been in here tonight, uh, earlier today and seen the way he was running around here making sure everything was perfect, and he doesn't put the burden on any of us, he lets us do what we need to do, he takes that on himself. And I have been stopped, I cannot tell you how many times this year, and especially over this last weekend, talking about how wonderful the content we've been producing since the beginning of the year has been. And so much of that is due to the incredible work done by my producer, Craig Williams. Another wonderful recent addition to our team, 
although he's been uh, working on the Disneyland show for a while, more recently began uh, the Connecting with Walt series that we have been doing. This man is an encyclopedia of Disney history. It is unbelievable for as much as I think I know. Five minutes with Michael, and it's like, wow, really? I thought I, thought I knew. But uh, And connecting with Walt, of course, has been a great success. A lot of people are really enjoying it. So please uh, join me in welcoming Mr. Michael Bowling. Now, some years ago on the show, I put out a call for folks out in California who wanted to be Disneyland correspondents for us. And one of those people that answered that call, along with uh, Tony Spatel, Mary Jo Willie, and Nancy Johnson, was Tom Bell. Tom is as passionate a Disney fan as you will find, although that flat affect kind of keeps it hidden. <laughs> But if you pay close attention uh, when you're with him, you can catch those moments where the emotion gets him. And you know that that's there. And it comes through in everything he does. And he works so hard on the Disneyland show to make it great. And he does a wonderful job, a great member of our team, Tom Bell. There are things that happen, horrible, awful things that happen in our lives, yet something wonderful can come from it. When Bob Varley passed away, it was heartbreaking for all of us. <laughs> so wish he was here. <clears throat> And although it's been a number of years, you learn to live with the loss. You don't get over it. You learn to live with it. But a month after Bob passed, um, Walter told me that uh, his brother had lost his job. And with losing the job was also losing his home, and he was having trouble finding work. And it just so happened with Bob's death, I had a, I had a position opened. So I offered his wife his uh, Walter's sister-in-law, um, a job. No idea. I mean, I knew Teresa would be great. I had no idea how great she would be and what a wonderful, not just a wonderful addition to the show, she turned into an amazing agent for Dreams. She does an incredible job managing uh, the Disboards.com Welcome Center out in Port Canaveral, and she, she's my heart. I love her to death, and I know you guys do too. Give it up. Teresa Eccles. I knew she was not just going to walk out on stage. <laughs> I was afraid there were going to be pasties involved. Um, next person I want to introduce is someone who always reminds me, no matter what, remain a fan. It's easy to get jaded um, when you do this for a living especially with the business aspect of it. It can be really challenging. 
no matter what goes on, this woman never, ever, ever loses that fan passion. She brings it into the show every time she's on it and just gives that, always looks at the good side, always looks at what's good about Disney, always reaches for that no matter what the situation is without being sappy and without being overly emotional about it. She just, that genuine love for Disney just comes out in everything she does. Kathy Worling. As you heard in the video, the first woman to join our team was unexpected. It was unexpected. We were doing the uh, trivia challenge out in California, and we needed to do a show, and we just happened to be at the Hotel Del Coronado in uh, San Diego, and like, hey, why don't, you, why don't you sit down and do this with us? And she was such a natural, and that, that, just that, that sweet, gentle nature just came out so wonderful uh, on, on that show. I'm like, no, she needs to be a regular part of the show. And if any of you follow her on Facebook, or friends with her on Facebook, you may have noticed recently she posted some, some photos from when her and Corey got married. The woman has not aged a day. <laughs> she is beyond what she contributes to the show, and I think this is what you guys don't realize, is... The way she keeps Corey balanced. Corey would work 24-7 if Julie wasn't there to say, hey, come on. So her contributions to this go beyond just what she does on the show and just what she does for us. Her contributions go to how much she loves her husband, how much she loves her family, what a wonderful wife, mother, and friend she is. Julie Martin. For the last almost 15 years, it'll be 15 years in October, that Corey started working with me. And this was one of the circumstances where you, you meet somebody and you just know. You just know. I had a bunch of people to interview that day. Corey was right in the middle of those interviews, and I felt sorry for everybody who came after him because my mind was made up. <laughs> As a matter of fact, for the second day of interviews, I sent somebody else to do them because I didn't need to be bothered. Um, and when I'm right, I'm right. Uh, not only does he do a magnificent job managing the site, giving us a look and a design. He's a brilliant, brilliant, world-class designer. Uh, but you all know my personal story. I've shared it on the show. Um, you don't know what a friend this man has been to me and how how he has stood by and what he's had to put up with and he's still here and that's the best definition of a friend Corey Martin
One of the strangest experiences you can ever have in life is to have your ex-partner's new boyfriend come to work for you. <laughs> and I am so glad John has great taste. <laughs> you know, I liked Kevin from the beginning. I think because it's a kindred spirit. I see there's a lot of me. I see a lot of myself in him. Passionate, opinionated, not afraid to say what he thinks. Now, sometimes Kevin and I have butted heads on that, but more often than not, we have a great respect for each other. We do. And I don't need to sit here and enumerate to you what Kevin's contributions have been to the show or to the site or to Dreams Unlimited or to Adventures by Disney, and the list goes on and on. I can also tell you it's one of the most unique experiences you can have to work with your ex. A lot of people say that to me. How do you do that? It just worked. It just worked. And thank God it did. Because John is that counterbalance for me. John is that patient, kind, understanding. I know he wants to choke me sometimes. <laughs> but he's the glue that holds everything together. Without him, I could not do this. I get to do this. And he is often furiously running behind the scenes, making sure everything is okay, and more importantly, that everything is paid for. <laughs> and... It is uh, July 1st or July 2nd was 21 years since I met John. So we've shared a great deal of our lives together and we've had an amazing journey together and it's a journey I hope is only just beginning. So ladies and gentlemen, John Magi and Kevin Close. course we have to have props. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm very proud to introduce you to my team, the Diz Unplugged. Surprise. That is a long walk. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I've been saying to people all weekend that uh, up until I, I, I knew exactly what we were going to do up until this. Now it's freestyle. <laughs> now it's freeform Monday. Um, <laughs> some of you are going to be very happy about that. Yeah. Um, I, I, need to, uh, I need to say thanks to some other members of the team. Um, that are not here. Uh, Will Perry, our designer, uh, who did a great job with the, the logos for our meet. Um, I want to thank Jackie Gailey, our community manager. Will Perry. I want to, I, I want to thank uh, Leah Zanola, our senior editor, and Jackie Gailey, our community manager, for helping guide people into the room today. Um, 
over the over the weekend, you got to meet many other members uh, of the team that you don't see on the show. Uh, Stanya and Jan work with uh, Teresa out in the Welcome Center. They were amazing setting up that auction room and helping with registration. You, you, I'm sure you've all had a chance to meet John's assistant, the amazing Kathleen Bobbitt. The woman is a nuclear power plant of energy. Um, thank you to Katie, Katie Whirling. She's at every event we do, and I swear to God, this woman just walks around looking for ways to help. And she's awesome. Katie Whirling, Kathy's daughter. And I also want to make sure we say a special thank you to some of the folks from the New England meet, uh, Kristen and David Moffitt, uh, uh, Tara and Derek DeBona, who helped out so much, uh, especially yesterday, um, in getting that auction room wrapped up fast because we had to turn that room over, um, and for doing an amazing job with the scavenger hunt. I heard such great things about that scavenger hunt, so thank you to you guys as well. I also want to say thank you to Monet from, is, is Monet here from Give Kids the World? There, there she is, uh, our rep from Give Kids the World, Monet. I also want to say a very special thank you to the folks here at Cirque du Soleil um, for letting us use their beautiful theater and all the help they gave us uh, arranging for this and setting it up. Give it up for them. They were, they were awesome. And I, I want to say a very special thank you um, to two people uh, that we work with on Dream, uh, through Dreams Unlimited Travel, uh, Jack Sharp and Mary Ellen Klein. Um, Jack and, well, hold on, before, I, I want you to save that. I want you to save that. Um, <clears throat> Jack is our, 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 our district sales manager and Mary Ellen is his boss. And we've been working with Mary Ellen for many years. We've been working with Jack for a few years now. And you guys, don't know how amazing these people are in working with us. Um, when we wanted to do the What We Love About the Disney Resort series, when we wanted to do all the stuff we've been doing the last few years at Disneyland, that's not me making those phone calls. That's Jack and Mary Ellen setting that up so we can do that. Um, anything I ask for, any idea I have, these guys are right there wanting to help find a way to make it work and helping us navigate the politics of Disney to accomplish what we need to accomplish. So if you guys love the seven and sevens, if you love the stuff, a lot of the stuff we've been producing this year from the resorts here and from, from Disneyland, then really give it up for Jack and Mary Ellen. So, how are you? Everybody's, everybody's tired, but everybody's here. Everybody's got some energy. Um, it has been, it's been a long, it's been a long weekend, but a great weekend. I've had, I've had so much fun uh, doing this. I, I wish it wasn't quite so hot. Maybe I, you know, could have thought that out better in terms of when I started the show. Maybe I should have started it in November. Um, you know, but uh, it is what it is. Um, and I, I just want to ask, like, any, any particular moments from this weekend that stand out to you guys that... I know I should have renamed my meats to just sip. I, <laughs> there were times we just forgot to eat. So the next time I do, it's going to be called sip. 
and that's it. Just sip. No, but we had a great time. Thanks for everybody that came out. We had a. Yeah, I, I know I had a great time. Um, we were uh, pretty much in the re- uh, registration room, the credential room, this whole time, and we were uh, working very hard. And everybody who was in that room was working very hard. And at the very last day, we were uh, scrambling to to pick up and uh, scrambling to get everything in order. And we were counting out the money, and we we're getting everything ready. And we had that big jar where Teresa forced you to put money into, out of guilt and shame with her tiny hand. And so we cracked open the jar, and we're counting the money. And Pete calls me over and goes, is this what a nickel looks like? It's sad, but true. But no, I, I said to you, what is this? Right. He goes, that's a nickel. <laughs> I know it's been a while since you've seen change. I'm like, oh, come on. No, it looked weird. I, you know. So we're going to have coin identification later. <laughs> Poor Pete. I got to tell you, um, I had, uh, first of all, the generosity of you folks is amazing. Um, come on. Now you can do better than that. Um, I thought when I opened up, when I said I decided that I, I did something I swore I would never do. Uh, people suggested to me for a while that I open up the studio uh, and for you know let people bid to you know come into the studio. I'm like I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not. I can't. I can't bring people I don't know into my house like that. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why I decided to do it this time. Um, other than that, I was afraid that we weren't going to raise enough money, if I'm going to be honest. And I really wanted this to do well, and I wanted to do everything I could do. And I think part of it for me this weekend has been about making sure I step outside my comfort zone. If that means we can do a little bit more, if we can raise a little bit more. And so having people come in the studio to have lunch... Uh, was nerve-wracking, but the minute everybody came in, I was so comfortable, and we had such a great time. And then there were folks who weren't able to get in the lunch that we were able to do dinner with last night that were also incredibly generous. And when I say incredibly generous, we don't have a final tally yet, but I will tell you the number is north of $70,000 raised this weekend. And that is because you guys will come out and you guys will be so generous and you guys will support us in this and you have been doing this for years now and I'm happy to say that we, with this event, have crossed the threshold of $400,000 raised for Give Kids the World. And... We're just getting started. We're just getting started, especially, I think, after weekends like this. It's energizing, and it makes me want to do more, and it makes me want to come up with new ideas. And, and John, John came up with a great idea backstage earlier. I won't tell you what it is, but it was a really good idea. 
you talked about not knowing, being worried that you weren't going to make enough money on your have lunch in the podcast room. I think that was the sort of fear from the beginning. Yeah. If we do this and don't raise a lot of money, is it really going to work? I was blown away by the number of auction items we had. Yeah. I mean, I thought we were going to get like 20 things and have this tiny little room. I was amazed by the people who just donated. Didn't need anything, didn't want mm-hmm. anything, didn't auction anything, just gave us cash. Really, really impressive. Really, really touches your heart. At the end of the day, 180 items uh, donated for auction. And I said, you know, well, not everything's going to go. Not everything's going to sell. So we'll, we'll save it for the next one we do, especially now that we're able to do them online the way we did. And I thought that software worked brilliantly. Um, we'll save it for the next one we do. Well, we have nothing to save because every single item went. Every single item got bidded on. So, and then like yesterday, doing that live Facebook thing, I'm trying to like drum up people to, uh, to bid. And somebody says, uh, you know, can I, if I donate $1,000, can I have dinner with Pete? I'm like, you donate $1,000, you can have anything you want, baby. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm a cheap day. Dreams Unlimited. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why did you do that? A thousand dollars for him. Come on. Someone gave me a hundred just to slap you with the tiny hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Teresa's been walking around with this disturbing little doll hand all weekend. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite moment from the weekend? My favorite moment was at five o'clock... When John or when Pete said shut the auction down, and I couldn't because so many bids were coming in, it filled up my screen. Yeah, every time a bid would come in, we get a notification up on the screen, and at like at five o'clock, it was like the computer malfunctioned, and it was just all this stuff. It was scary. It was scary, but Um, fun. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and uh, just the auction alone, thirty-two thousand dollars was raised. $32,000. Anybody else have any interesting stories from the weekend? I wanted to thank everybody for the the flatties. We raised almost $1,300 with the flatties alone. Um, It was my therapy, and it also helped, you know, the charity. But Katie and I had a few fusses along the way, but we had some family bonding moments (laughs) making the flatties. Um, They got to go to different parts of Walt Disney World, so thank you for everybody that bought a flatty. And Yes, absolutely. And I want to give a special shout out. Uh, back in January, you saw him, he Skyped into the show, Michael Campbell, the cop from uh, New York City, who was going to Olani, and he uh, donated $150 to have his flatty uh, in front of me. So there you go, Michael. And we have Justine and her dance group, which is Dream dance, or no, dream, believe, and dance. So she also donated $150. And we had some people who donated at the $75 level, but I purposely made the flatties $10 because Pete, when he started this, it was the power of 10. If you could get 10 people to give $10, and I I just made them $10 this time. So look forward to seeing them at other events. Awesome. Um, I think that I met a lot of new people at this meet. People I've never met before, which I thought was a lot of fun. Um, I had a great time at the SIP. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The gulp. After the first one, the people that were with us at the end, I was like, look, I'm hungry and I have to pee. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I think next time I want to do shopping with Julie um, because I would have liked... <laughs> because yesterday Look at her husband's face. <laughs> <laughs> but Nicole Corey Mancini is not invited. She'll spend way card. too much money. <laughs> No, just teasing. Um, we need to eat more next time, I will say. And I made everyone eat in China before we got too far into Epcot because Rhino and Oliver had already gotten some of our sip and snackers really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> They're good at that. But yeah, I think a shopping event would be so much fun. Um, we could do Disney Springs one day, maybe the World, I mean, uh, the world Showcase another day. Which... By the way, we're not making an official announcement, but I will let everybody know that the Diz turns 20 years old on June 1st. Wow. Of next year. And we will be doing another, we will be doing another thing along these lines. So we'll ha- I promise we'll have registration opened really early for that. I promise. But uh, what about you guys? Craig's, Craig's trying to give me a sign here. No? You have nothing to say? They had no fun. I think like every other show. Uh, no, I, of course, I always have stuff to say. Right now, I would say, uh, if you're not currently talking at the table, please do not play with your mics, as people do not want to <laughs> listen to the sound of that as other people are talking. Uh, with that out of the way, of course... Um, <laughs> No, this, this has really been uh, this has been amazing the entire time. Uh, it's gone by in a blur. It, it felt like it was a million years leading up uh, to this one weekend and all the nervousness uh, that was associated with it. And uh, now that it's come and gone, I just I, I wish I could have spoke with more of you. So if anyone wants to start talking to me right now, I guess <laughs> it's your opportunity. You don't have to. So, no, no takers. Okay. There we go. But no, it's been great. So I look forward to uh, many, many more of them. Uh, you'll probably find me relaxing somewhere right after this because I need it. Craig? <laughs> yes. That's what you think. Sir, I just got the text. Tell Tom to stop playing with his mic. <laughs> well. Mike is code for something else. Um, <laughs> we have to tell him all the time. He's used to recording by himself. Um, Oliver, this was your first time doing one of these events. And, you know, it's been funny because Oliver, every time we go into the theme parks or anything and he gets recognized or stopped, he's like, oh, my God, that's so wild. Um, so I can't imagine what this has been like for you. Um, yeah, it's been a really surreal experience, to be honest. Um, Everyone on the team like warned me. They're like, "Yeah, it's really interesting. All these people come up to you and they want to take your photo." And I, I, I didn't think anyone would want their photo with me. I've only been here a few weeks, and um, yeah, it's it was terrifying. It really was, but at the same time, it was so rewarding because I got to see the people that are actually watching the stuff that we make. And you know, up until this point, you were just people that commented on the videos, and now you're people. You know, I can put faces to names, and I've made so many friends and. This uh, it's been so rewarding for me. It's yeah, it's absolutely amazing just knowing that there's people out there that actually want to travel and come and see us and spend time with us. And thank you, honestly, thank all of you because it's just been it's been amazing for me. It really has. Are you chuffed? I'm I'm chuffed to bits. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask what that means. Um, how about you, Rhino? 
How was your weekend? It was a good weekend. It was exhausting. <laughs> it was. I feel like it's like kind of what Oliver said or Craig said. I don't know. One of these two said it um, about. It's you just. I always think it's going to be a couple of people. Like who cares? <laughs> like about what I do, and and it's just overwhelming when you get this group of people that they're so nice and they're so friendly and they say such good things about the things that I think are just garbage when I do them. So it's always nice to have have people come up to you and excuse me. Um, the next meet we have is therapy for Rhino. Well, that's the second time he's touched me. That's two episodes in a row he's been touching me now. So. Watch out! Um, but it's been it's been an amazing thing. Oliver and I had a great experience yesterday with a bunch of folks at Epcot, as Julie said, and um, and I lost Tom on Saturday, so that was fun. And <laughs> it's just everybody's generosity. Everybody's just I just didn't think people were going to come here and give as much as they did. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just every second I've been blown away by we have another meet, and they're like, "Here's more money. Here's more money. Here's more money." And I, I it. It's astounding to me that you guys are that generous all around, you know? And you're not weirdos, so that's good, too. <laughs> Most of you. Wait, some of them are. <laughs> you know, we did that show about Orlando, and afterwards, we all kind of were a little bit worried. Did we go too far? Did we step over the line? Did we offend people? Have we turned people away? I think every one of you said how much you appreciated it, and that meant the world. The support meant the world to us. It really did. So, so thank, thank you. you. Um, Tom and Michael, you're very quiet. How was your weekend? Oh, I a fantastic time. This was my. Um, this was for Craig and myself. The first connecting with Walt live event. We had a fantastic time. Uh, we. I, I want to thank everybody who joined us, and it's remarkable what little shade there is in the Magic Kingdom <laughs> mid-afternoon <laughs> as we outrun the three o'clock parade down Main Street. Uh, what, when Pete and I first talked about an idea of a history show, we talked about you know the format and the talent that would be on it and the the purpose of the show, its mission. You know, one of the things I really wanted to do was. You know, for the generations that did not grow up with Walt, for whom he's a name at the beginning of a film, or he's a statue in a park, I really wanted them to understand where all of what we're enjoying derived from. And it really, really made me feel good when I had so many families come up to me with their youngsters and, or, or young teens and tell me that this is a, a show they listen to as a family and how the youngsters have now are inspired by Walt and what he has done. And I really found that moving, that the stories we share um, are, are now inspiring families and bringing them together, just as the Diz you know, has brought, brought us all together and brought so many people together. So, so this weekend just really meant a lot to me to hear that and to know that the original mission of the Diz you know, is, still, is being carried out you know, through our show, Connecting with Walt. So thank you. I, had a, I spent a lot of time this weekend at the boardwalk in, in the registration center, and I thought that was, it was awesome because I got in face, FaceTime with a lot of fans, and everybody would come up to me and say, they'd have to justify, 
I'm going to Disneyland soon, or I just got back from Disneyland. Like, they had to tell me that they're going to Disneyland. Well, if they haven't gone to Disneyland, they should feel guilty. Exactly. They should feel a little guilty, right? But it was great to meet everyone and hear their stories. It was like, okay, where'd you eat? Where'd you stay? Uh, Just just sharing the passion about Disneyland, which was awesome. On that note, by the way, I accidentally told somebody about your Mickey tattoo I got to see in the hotel room last time I was in Disneyland, so... Yeah, really. <laughs> Thanks for that visual. It'll, it'll um, cost you a hundred bucks to give kids a world to see it. Was it on his mic? I, I, I... <laughs> no comment. All right, this is a good point in the show. Um, I, I, I haven't seen this. Craig has. Um, I, I guess some some folks have put together a little video that we're going to play. If we're ready, I'm going to go ahead and play it. Hi, Pete. It's Princess Jasmine. And Aladdin, we just wanted to congratulate you on 10 years of your podcast. We'll throw a party in Agabeth for you. Can't wait to see you. (laughs) Hi, Pete. Mayor Christopher George Weaver here on Main Street, USA, wishing you a big congratulations. Why, hello, Pete. This is Peter Pan here. I just wanted to congratulate you on 10 years with your Diz Unplugged podcast. We'll throw a nice party for you with lots and lots of cake. We'll send most of it for me. (laughs) We look forward to many adventures with you soon. Happy flying. Hi, Pete. It's Rapunzel. I heard the wonderful news, and I just wanted to say congratulations on 10 years of working on that podcast, whatever a podcast is. And we'll have to celebrate by releasing some lanterns. Maybe Attila can make some celebratory cupcakes, too. It's me, Tinkerbell and Pixie Hollow, and I just wanted to say congratulations on your podcast! Oh, I heard it's been 10 years, and you know, that's a lot of seasons. One, two, seventy. I'm not a math town, but that's gotta be over a hundred. Well, sending lots of pumpkin muffins and happy thoughts. Oh, and Pixie dust your way. Fly with you later! Why, hello, Prince Pete. Owen oh, Cinderella here. Why, I hear that there's a congratulations to be in order for 10 years of happiness. Why, I do wish you good luck, and I'd remind you to always keep on dreaming. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, right now? That means you're oh. hot, honey. How are you, my friends? Pete. Watch that fragrance, Pete. Congratulations on 10 years, honey. That is what the deed. I know, and imagine 10 years with her. But anyways, I hope you have a fun anniversary. I know, imagine him doing something for 10 years. That would never happen. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Bye, you. <laughs> Hi, Pete. Congratulations on being a legend for 10 years. I'm sure you're rather famous in your clan. Perhaps you have to stop by Dunbrock sometime. We'd love to hear all of your stories. <laughs> Hi there. I just heard it was your, uh, what's the word, 10 year on your podcast? I don't know what that thing about is, but I, I heard it's good. So congratulations, and I hope to see you soon. Swim back. Bye! <laughs> When thinking about special moments from the show, I'm sure a lot of people will probably mention times that made them laugh. But I think if you can make your audience cry, you've connected with them on a far deeper level. And I'm not ashamed to admit that the podcast has gotten to me on that level plenty of times. Pete has brought together this great team of people, and I really appreciate having the opportunity 
to watch you guys talk about Disney every week. The show makes me laugh sometimes, it makes me cry sometimes, sometimes it makes me angry, sometimes it makes me want to take pictures of bathrooms and share them on social media. But no matter what emotions or pictures the show is bringing me on a given week, I always know that it's going to make me feel a little bit more connected to the Disney bubble, and that really means a lot to me. I want to let you know that what you do for us each and every week, and pretty much each and every day now, and everything you're coming out with makes a difference. You may think that you sit around and just talk about Disney World and, and do fluff stuff every week. I'm letting you know, as a longtime watcher, us out here on this side of the camera, we think of you as friends, not just as people sitting back there talking about Disney. You are my friends. I've watched you every single solitary week for the last two years, and you've helped me through stuff. I wanted to take a minute to recognize the producers of the shows, Craig, Rhino, and Oliver. All the work you guys do really shows off, and I'm really always impressed with the high quality of everything you produce. I know for a lot of times people say it's not the quantity, it's the quality, but for you all, I think it's both. Um, everything is such quality, everything is so well produced, everything is well put together, and there's just so much of it. It seems like every time I go up to the Dis Unplugged or the YouTube channel, there's always something new, and it's always awesome, and it's always entertaining. A big thank you to all of you for all that you do. All of the website content, all of the video, podcast, everything that we all love so much. Congratulations on 10 great years, and I look forward to seeing where the next 10 years take you. The show really means a lot to me and so many others. It gives us an escape, whether it's just from work or just, or you know, whatever is going on in our lives. You bring a touch of Disney to us every Tuesday, Monday, Thursday. Sunday nights live. Uh, it's every, it's almost every day of the week. There's something that you guys do to make our days better. That's very nice, guys. Thank you so much for that. I want to say too, uh, this is a lot of folks who couldn't make it to the meet. These yeah. are a lot of the folks who post on the boards who uh, are not here. Some of you are, right. but it was really nice to see some faces who couldn't make it. So that was uh, a nice treat. I'm tired of crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's been an emotional weekend. Um, you know, I think for anybody, when you get to the anniversary of something, it's it's a very reflective thing, and. You know, the number of people that have asked us this week, uh, you know, where do we, where, what do we think this will be in 10 years? You know, I never thought it would be this 10 years ago, so I don't want to limit myself by my lack of imagination today. So I have no idea where it'll go uh, 10 years from now. Um, all I know is that, um, you know, I said this the other day in my little talk, you know, it's just do the next right thing, the next thing that makes sense, the next thing that's in front of us, and that's how we got here. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's the whole experience this weekend has blown my mind, has just blown my mind, um, up to and including this. Uh, I said to the guys when we came in, because I've, I've never been in this theater before, I said, this is a far cry from the VFW hall we did the last time we did one of these shows. <laughs> um, but uh, I do want to just take a few minutes and ask everybody um, to share some of their favorite moments from 
from the last 10 years. And why don't we, uh, we start with you, Kathy. I think just getting to meet the people and getting to go to the different places for the Give Kids the World meet. I can remember when we first were told that we were going to Nova Scotia, Teresa and I looked at each other like, really? Nova Scotia? And those people ended up, they're like part of my family now. Being able to go to Massachusetts and being able to show Katie where I grew up as a kid, all because of Disney. And when I moved here to Florida, I had no friends, I had no family down here, and I thought I was going to have a quieter, simpler life. And somehow or other, you know, this all happened. I wouldn't trade a moment of it to get to meet so many wonderful people from around the world that, you know, now, today, this last weekend, I got to put faces to names. I don't know how you put that into word, how, into words, how appreciative I am of that. The, the blessings that we've all gotten through the podcast and through Disney. You know, I spent many, many years, couldn't understand why people like Disney. And now look at me. I'm here with, what, hundreds of my friends that love Disney. It doesn't get better than that. Amen. How about you, Julie? This is hard because we talk about this a lot, but um, I thought it couldn't have to do with me. So, Tutus for Tanner will by far always be funny to me. <laughs> um, Teresa's accidental cursing. <laughs> um, I miss, sometimes I miss the tiny room where we had to file in singly, and then if somebody had to go bathroom, you had to go back out in a single file line. Um, but bringing Ferris to the show when he was a baby is always mm-hmm. by far fun. People didn't know he was there unless he made noise. Um, I would feed him and hold him, and that was always a fun memory. But, of course, meeting all of you, um, like, like I said in the video, I never thought I'd meet this many people from all over the world, like Kathy said. It makes your world bigger yet smaller. I really like that quote. I'm stealing it. <laughs> um, but I guess that's it for me. How about you, T? Yeah, I'm coming to you. Okay. Obviously, meeting everybody is awesomely cool, but keeping it with the team, all the weird and odd things that I do are not my idea, really. They're... <laughs> Dude over here. <laughs> I told yeah, him. Blame your neuroses on him. Right? Yeah. Okay. Twirling this little sucker coming out here, John. Teresa, I got an idea. Yeah, right? <laughs> and you know why he yep. does it? Because she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was great we kept it from you. I thought it was great. That was cute. I don't know. I just, some of the fun things we've done. I mean, Kathy riding a bike into the bushes. That was awesome. <laughs> Don't tell him that. <laughs> or when our luggage got lost our out luggage in California. Got lost and, and buying panties with gay men in California. That was awesome. Yes. <laughs> right? At midnight. At, where was we? Grand Great, California. Grand yeah. California, yeah. That was We're awesome. going to do a show someday where she doesn't talk about her panties. <laughs> <laughs> She was doing a sound check before. It was red panties, red panties, red panties. I don't know. Riding horses with Julie. I mean, 
That was a lot of fun. That was a lot. I thought I was going to fall off the whole time. I don't think Grace liked it very much, but Teresa and I, we were having a bad time. Having a good time. Just girls out having, no no offense, guys, but girls out having fun is just, I don't know, it's always fun. When John's not there, it's even more fun. (laughs) Tom, how about you? Uh... Like Kathy was saying, you, you have friends from all over. You're, you know, on Facebook. It, it's out there. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll be t- chat, texting with somebody or messaging somebody. My wife's like, who is that? Oh, it's my friend in North Dakota or, you know, my friend in Massachusetts or something like that. It's code for his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and, and when people come up to you, at, you know, the first time you, you get recognized in the park, I was at the uh, Big Thunder Ranch Barbecue, may it rest in peace, and sitting there with Mary Jo and my family, and people come up, recognize my voice, and come say hello. I'm like, that's really, really cool. And it's even better because my family was there to see that, yeah, okay, dad does do something other than sit in the <laughs> office all day. Uh, and then the other day, my wife and son are at Natsbury Farm without me, and they get recognized from Facebook. So it's, it's, it's just, it's a small world. It's crazy. That's your cue, right? <laughs> How about you, Michael? <laughs> Thank you. God, like everyone else, it's definitely the friendships that we've made. Uh, for us, you know, we, if it wasn't for the Diz, I don't know how we would have gotten through some of the things that we've gotten through, right? You, you know, well, first of all, our granddaughter was born during Podcast Cruise 1.0, so she'll ever be associated as the for us as the podcast cruise baby. But then when uh, Carol, you know, was diagnosed with her severe health issues, it was really the Diz that got us through that in many ways. I don't know if we would have gotten through all that as well if it wasn't for all of you. And now that I've been hit with a, a few little health issues, the support that you've all given me has been wonderful. Um, Probably the, 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 and then the funniest time of the recognition that I've ever gotten was, you know, I, I started to get used to it around the parks and things like that. But once I, I think I was, I was going, I was in our, our little town and I was, I went to see a film that Carol wasn't all that interested in seeing. So I went by myself and I'm standing in line waiting for popcorn and across the theater lobby, I hear, are you Michael Bowling from the Diz? And I thought, oh my God. I looked around for him, first of all. <laughs> because I, it was totally out of the element. I wasn't in a theme park. I wasn't at a Diz event. And I immediately started looking for a button in my pocket to try to give to them. And the person since then, she and her husband have become dear friends of ours. But that was a very surreal moment to realize that people really did listen to the shows. Yeah. But it, it really is the, um, we now, even though we're native Californians, we have more friends in Florida now because of the Diz. And that where even Carol and I are thinking of, well, when I retire, do we, do we really think about at least being bi-coastal and living out here to be closer to friends? And um, I don't know, but the Diz has definitely changed our lives for the better. And that's, because of all of you, Pete giving me my big break, and, um, and all of you for your support. Okay, can Thanks, I say Mark. something real quick? Yeah. One time in a bathroom stall. <laughs> so, Corey. 
I get to the follow a bathroom stall. And, and the, someone, none of you, I promise it was none of you. Does this involve your little hand? Followed, no, I had a little hand. Someone struck up a conversation in the next stall about the Diz and how about much they enjoyed it. It was the most awkward moment. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I would guess any conversation between bathroom stalls is going to be awkward. Well, you didn't recognize Tom's so voice? She's going, so let me see. Let me see if I've got this. You're in a stall, and someone's in the stall next to you, and someone says, is that Teresa from the Diz? <laughs> they recognized your tinkle? They did. No, <laughs> no she followed me in. And I'll tell you who it was. It was Nancy Johnson. Were you in the same stall? <laughs> before, before you, Nancy. Did you say it wasn't Nancy Johnson? No, it was Nancy Johnson. It was Nancy, it was Nancy Johnson. Johnson. That sounds about right. <laughs> okay, Corey. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, this looks um, a lot different from Pete's dining room table. Uh, close, but you know, not quite the same. I think uh, what I. Um, enjoy the most is see, like seeing the evolution of the show, like from doing it audio only, where we would uh, sit down and we would have an edited show. And I can't tell you how many times we would say, "All right, edit that out, edit that out," and we'd throw some curse words in there, so we really knew to edit it out. And then sometimes we'd walk into the podcast room, and Pete's like, "Okay, we're doing an unedited show, so whatever you say stays." Those were the days I was too lazy to cut anything out. But it made us nervous as can be. Like, oh, they're going to kick us out of iTunes. And knowing that we were doing an unedited show, and then we, we went live, and we all were betting that the first person to slip was going to be Pete. It was. No, it no, wasn't. It was it you. Was you. <laughs> you don't remember? It was you. It was not me. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> You know, there are some, uh, you know, fun times. It, it, you know, somebody's definitely going to bring up Bob. Y'all just watched that video of uh, him at Star Wars weekends. I still have that lightsaber. Oh. <laughs> that he was uh, taunting everybody with. But, you know, all the, fu- all the See, fun. What they don't know is the looks he was getting from people, uh, like, driving around, <laughs> like, before the parade. People were like, aww. <laughs> I mean... It was bizarre. <laughs> but that was a normal experience with him. That's no, great. Was, you, have the, you have the lightsaber. Yeah, it stays in my office. The um, Kind of going along the lines of the evolution of the, uh, the show that, you know, you guys started just as emails, and now we get to meet y'all all the time. And it's, it never stops being overwhelming, to be honest. And when you, you know, getting spotted in the parks, even though you weren't prepared for. I've told the story before that when Julie was pregnant during uh, Epcot Food and Wine Festival, the women's line was too long, so I snuck her into the men's bathroom. Well, about a week later, we get an email, uh, somebody saying, oh, by the way, Corey, I saw you sneak Julie into the bathroom, the men's bathroom. <laughs> so we have, we have to watch what we do and say um, at all times. It's hard for a woman who's almost nine months pregnant to be sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there are, there are tons of, uh, you know, memories, but it's, it's the evolution of, of where the show has, where it started, where it is now, and where it's going to go. Like I said, maybe little virtual podcasters walking around the park showing you around. No telling. Never <laughs> I, I, you know, the, the memories that stand out for me, I mean, obviously, experiences like this are podcast cruises. 
but the memories that always stand out for me um, are the ones when we're recording and, you know, somebody says something and you just kind of laugh for the next two days. Uh, here's your rocket bar, you fat cow. <laughs> and Costa Guadalajara, Rico. Um, you know, these were, you know, moments like that, those moments when, you know, and that's what I love, especially working with John and Kevin, because they are two people that can absolutely deliver a line and just give you that belly laugh like very few other people can. So, you know, that's, I, it's one of the reasons I enjoy, I enjoy, enjoy doing, doing the show. Of course, the, you know, the experiences we've gotten to do, uh, the traveling, God, I mean, really and truly, what I said in the video is, is so true. It's through this show, I've gotten to see the world. I, I mean, I don't know that we'd be doing a lot of the things we do with ABD if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, we talked about it on the show and folks started traveling with us. And, you know, now Kevin is organizing trips to China and we're getting ready to go to Italy and Switzerland in a few weeks and you know, just places I never thought I'd, I'd get to go and uh, all, all through this. So is too many, to, too many to count, but how about you, Kevin? I think it's the evolution of life, and I don't mean to sound like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I just mean it's that uh, there's a young lady here named Lakin. Lakin, are you here? She was tiny, and look at her now. What's happened is we've grown together, and I think it's the laughs, uh, not to sound like Barbara Streisand, but it's the laughter you'll remember. Um, but I also think it's the, the sadness and the life events that we share, and we hear from you about your life events, and I think to myself, I never had a job like that. I knew those people who sat around me that I barely liked. Uh, this is, I get to... I get to watch all of you evolve with us, and I think that's absolutely amazing. We also get to travel. We get to go places that Peach has said, I never thought I would get to go. I've, I got to see the Statue of David, and I just stood there thunderstruck because I thought, I've thought about this all my life. I just never thought I'd get here. So I, I wish I had something funnier to say, but I think it's the fact that you're willing to share your lives with us. That's what I think is the coolest part of this job. So that's it. How about you, John? Well, first of all, I really wish I had a bathroom story, because everybody else in the panel seems to have bathroom stories. Um, now you know you've got a few hundred people going to follow you into the bathroom now. <laughs> At your own risk. Um, all of the things that are mentioned, you know, there's, there's, the list is too long. The great things we get to do, the meets we have, um, the... Dizzapaloozes, the cruises, everything we do is too long to really go and list. But I think what really is something I don't know that you guys know is that we um, work very solitary. Our work is very much us in front of a computer. And on Tuesdays when I get to go to Pete's house and we all get to get together, it's like I laugh the entire day. Yeah. It's just we just have a great time. We enjoy each other's company. I love it when other people come on the show. I love it when we switch people out because it's always fun and always interesting. Um, the new guys have been an excellent addition. Haven't they? Excellent. I don't know their well, names. two of them. <laughs> but I'm sure they're very nice men. But it's that sort of, it allows me to step out of that. I'm in front of my computer all day and this is all I do. And I would, because Kevin knows I would never leave the house. 
I, John uh, emails me from 10 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that. And then, of course, it's this. And then it's, the, it's going beyond this. And we can see you in the audience as much as you can see us. And it's amazing how many faces I recognize. Yeah. Amazing how many people who I can say are my friends out in that audience. Not can't just, name any of them, but you can recognize their faces. There's no. <laughs> and there's his wife. What's your name? <laughs> I just want to say, John's mean when you're not around. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. Do that thing again. <laughs> I have to give the guys up there credit because yeah. they're relatively new. And we were not easy on any of them no. the minute they walked in the door. I warn them. I warn them when, when all of them start. I say, okay, you are not, you, it, no one's going easy on you. I, I really do try and buffer them as much as I can from some things. But like when we're doing a show, John and Kevin, they never mean. They've never been mean or you know, hurtful or anything like that. But that, you know, that sense of humor, that sarcasm, when you don't know them and you don't know that's just how they are, you know, these guys get terrified that they don't like me. I'm like, no, they do. If John's, if John's joking around with you, he likes you. It's when he does not joking around with you, you got a problem. But <laughs> no. before we wrap up, there are some things we have to take care of. Number one. Can I say something before we go, though? No. <clears throat> Pete was very, very, very nice coming out and introducing all of us. Very generous in the things he said about all of us. And all of it is true. Absolutely. It is. He, he made up not a word of it. <clears throat> but I feel bad that Pete didn't get a proper introduction because really Pete is the nucleus of this whole thing. Uh, this is the center of where it began and it's the center of everything new that happens. A lot of us are along for the ride at some point where we just say, okay, you know what? Go ahead, let the roller coaster go and let's see where it lands. Pete's the one who comes up with the ideas and moves us forward and pushes us forward and finds the people. I'm always amazed at the talent that Pete finds for this company and for uh, his vision. I don't even know if he knows what his vision is sometimes. But it's blurry. <laughs> it's a little blurry. But um, really, if you want to think about what the, the heart of this is and what the beginning of this is, it is Pete Werner. And we are very, very grateful that you are here and doing this with us. He talked about this before, and if he thought it was tough, you should have seen it from my side. <laughs> my boss is John's ex. <laughs> but I have to tell you something. I've had a lot of jobs in my life. I've never had someone say to me, go do this or do this. Well, how do you want me to do it? What do you want me to No, you just do it. Just do it. That's incredible. It's an incredible feeling to have somebody say, no, I trust you. Just do it. It's great. So that's. When you surround yourself with that kind of talent, you don't need to tell them what to do. You know they'll get it done, and they never disappoint me. Never. All right. I'm going to do something that I was supposed to do earlier on, but I forgot. I want to talk about the New England Diz Mega Meat Scavenger Hunt. It was a real, it's not even an acronym at this point. We had a scavenger hunt this week, and it raised. Uh, $1,600. The New England Diz Meet also had a movie meet where they did Finding Dory. So between the two meets, they have raised $3,200. So thank you. 
The scavenger hunt was broken up into teams, and I don't know what other teams did, but our team was had a little bit of a laissez-faire attitude about it. Like, <laughs> if we get there, we get there. However, there was a yellow team, and this was like military precision. I think. <laughs> I think there were 140 tasks that you had to do, and they had completed 160. So, <laughs> Courtney Haggerty, Daniel Christianberry, Michelle Moody, Debbie Stamey, Jen Stamey, Dina Hempling, Elizabeth Whalen, Gabby Gould, and every team had to elect a leader, and they elected Jen Stamey. Very wise. <laughs> she was moving. And they... I'm not even going to tell you what the points were because the points don't matter. They beat everybody else. So congratulations, Yellow Team. Now, for those of you who were following along last month as we did our Disneyland content dump uh, on the site, um, which I'm incredibly proud of. I think these guys did an amazing job putting all that Disneyland content together, and we had so much fun doing it. Um, but one of the best parts of this job is getting to give stuff away. And we have two trips to Disneyland to give away to announce, so I'm going to turn that over to Corey. And I don't know if anybody, if the winners are here or not. This was completely random. First, we had the trivia contest where we asked you to answer eight questions that were... Um, that were released on the shows, the Disneyland show and the Walt Disney World show. Um, these are completely at random. Out of all the correct answers, we chose one person. Um, and the winner is Sean Myers from Lancaster, uh, Pennsylvania. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. You're not Congratulations, here. Congratulations, Sean Myers. Um, we also had another contest, the Send Me to Disneyland contest, that was run on social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you post a photo and also use the hashtag um, send me to Disneyland and the winner of that is Jackie Johnson Soriano. And this was on Facebook. So this was completely at random. So sorry nobody's here for that one. Always a good, uh, good weekend when you can raise $70,000 for Give Kids the World to give away two trips to Disneyland. Absolutely. So I love that part. I love that part. So congratulations to those guys. Um, and, and once again, uh, I, I want to say that uh, this is a completely surreal experience, I think, for all of us right now, uh, being up here and doing this and sitting here after, after 10 years. Um, you guys, you guys are the ones that bring us here. Uh, if you don't listen, if you don't watch, we don't have anything, anything to do. You have let us into your lives. We have let you into ours. And this experience has changed me. I think it's changed all of us for the rest of our lives. So for supporting us through the highs and the lows, for sharing yours with us over the last 10 years, and hopefully for many, many, many more years to come, I want to say on behalf of the entire team, everyone who's here and everyone who isn't, a very, very heartfelt thank you. We love you. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody. Safe trip home. And remember, say it with me together, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good week, everybody.